0: Welcome to Seat Time, where we drink beer and talk about all the happenings with
1: motorcycles. Hey everyone, welcome to Seat Time. This is episode Dirty 30.
0: Woo-hoo! I'm Jason Schmidt. And I am Brian Pierce. If you guys uh, may have noticed things, you might feel like you're looking in a mirror right now. We've kind of switched up. I had ankle surgery this past Friday um, to fix some what's it, uh, cartilage malfunctioning and so they had to go in there and debris some cartilage that had ripped off the bone, some cysts that had formed, a small bone graft, all that fun stuff. Um, I'm no longer toxic if anybody is asking. Um, so, that's why we're switched up. My foot is supposed to be
1: elevated. Yay! So, there's that. He put a nice spin on things, but I actually spoke with his doctor, and the phrase vaginal wall was used, so I don't know how all this ankle stuff came into it. It's, <laughs> it's all... <laughs> It's a really good way to hide. Situations. It's a clever ruse with is. the scooter and the uh, and the cast. Did but no one's falling area for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those implants really, really work well these days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, no. Uh, starting off as usual with the weekends. Uh, this weekend was, well, obviously <laughs> eventful for him as he. Uh, started his trek to become a woman. uh, (laughs) Through my ankle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Friday night for him, I don't think there was probably a whole hell of a lot going on. Friday night for me, I uh, went to a poker party with the uh, greatness of the Jeff Van Matre, who you may, uh, if you're an eagle-eyed watcher of Seat Time, (laughs) then my video riding at a trophy club, he would be the guy on the blue Yamaha that smoked past me like I was tied to a tree in the (laughs) woods. But a uh, poker party at his place, uh, actually did pretty well for not knowing what the hell I was doing. And then uh, Saturday...
0: Well, you did wiki everything all day to
1: figure oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the true, like, all the whales at the casino are on Wikipedia before they go trying to figure out how to play the game. Yeah, I felt awesome. Now, Saturday, I really don't know during the day. Um, it's not worth it. Nah, not really worth it, not worth your time to sit here and for the 45 minutes it's going to take me to recollect. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I hung out with a friend a little bit during the day, and then uh, lounged for a while, uh, Saturday night, went out uh, to a party, someone's birthday party. I'd never met with the uh, the lovely Miss Wedberg from Austin, and then uh, met her, some more of her family, stuff like that. And had a good time, had a little bit to drink. And uh, Sunday morning, got up, got my healthy on. When you you got to like walk White
0: Rock or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. from from the yeah. house.
1: From the house, yeah. walked
0: down there, walked around. If I didn't have to blur it out myself, I'd totally flick you
1: out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, you totally could have scooted White Rock. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Knee my knee scooter yeah watch this I'm healthy and broken <laughs> suck it
0: <laughs> take yeah, it down that,
1: that was pretty much it for me
0: yeah well obviously I had knee surgery or ankle wow yeah, I had ankle can't surgery can't even keep the yeah. lies straight <laughs> move it up it's almost yeah. oh, <laughs> it's, it's almost tornado it's, tornado the happen. real the real lie uh, so ankle surgery on Friday so I was yeah I wound up not doing anything Saturday and Sunday so it was pretty pretty spectacular. I watched a lot of Harry Potter really all I got. Um, but one of the cool things that did happen recently is the, uh, that President Obama signed what was, is being called the law, H.R. 2715. Now, what this law does and why it's a big deal to us is it exempts kids' HOVs, their off-highway vehicles, so motorcycles and ATVs, from the CPSIA of 2008, which is really known as the LEAD law. Um why this is a big deal and why we're going to talk about it on the show is because of the fact that now kids' bikes, their motorcycles, and their ATVs are exempt from the lead law. So now, legally, kids' new kids' bikes can be consumed and purchased here in well, consumed. I guess that's what. No, they that's didn't. the whole thing they were to trying to avoid was
1: five-year-olds pulling over and gnawing on their PW50. That's what they were afraid of. Yeah.
0: So apparently, that was a big deal, um, and. Those they don't think they're going to be consumed anymore. So that real uh, so bikes aren't going to be sold illegally under the table by Malcolm Smith, nor are they. You know, they're going to be able to start riding before the age of twelve, which I think is, is good. Yeah, so. and
1: every KTM dealer has to be happy because you know their 50 markets. Yeah, were, they, they carry like what, yeah. like
0: eight thousand different versions of a 50.
1: Yeah, so all the folks like our buddies up at SMS have to be happy that they can yeah. get those back on the floor. I would imagine so. And all the local racing governing bodies are going to be able to have all their peewee stuff back up and rolling again. Yeah. Well, I mean, they would have still been I able mean, they to have used still bikes, kept going, but, but... After you know, a while... That's like
0: three-wheelers. Yeah. You know, you only see the good old boys riding every now and again.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, some of the good old boys that we like to talk about is our Team USA that was over in, I'm going to try to say it, Kotka Hamana, Finland. Uh, they were over there for the 2011 ISDE, which is the International Six-Day Enduro. This started... The previous Monday, and that would be,
1: what, 1st? No? 12th? Wow. 8th? 10th? Six days ago? Wait, no. It doesn't matter. We suck at math yeah. and at interpreting calendars, so we're going to skip past this. Part.
0: We suck at interpretive dance? No. Dang it. No. Um, we're awesome at that. So, it
1: started past Monday, um, and...
0: We heard that this is like super, super, super more hard than a lot of the other ISDEs that have been in the past. I mean, when you have guys like Kurt Caselli, uh, Destry Abbott, Russell Bobbitt, all those guys saying Mm -hmm. that this is the hardest ISDE that they've ever competed in,
1: it has to say something, so. Absolutely. Yeah, because there were some definite big names over there, and it's one of the things that was great was watching updates where they were coming in through Facebook, uh, all the different sites, and watching Caselli's project progress all
0: that yes and our yeah updates. uh so we were talking about how hard it was uh the isde it was actually there was a 28 percent dnf rate for this isde and that's throughout the whole entire competition it goes even to show that the woman's team completely dnf the first day um one of them was a physical ailment one of them was a mechanical ailment and then the other one houred out so, the women did not have much luck on their first day in Finland. Um, but, I mean, the U.S. Trophy team, which consisted of Kirk Caselli, Colton Uldall, Russell Bobbitt, Destry Abbott, Jimmy Jarrett, and Nathan Kenny which were like half KTM riders. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually did really, really well, and they got third place on the overall podium. So... I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited for the fact that that happened. It's pretty cool for Team USA to come in and not just really have most of their riders get gold medals, but for them to actually get the overall bronze medal as the
1: World Trophy Team. Oh, absolutely. It's a great showing, and it just kind of lends itself to the great riding going on over here. Yeah. But and the greatness of Kirk Salle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we all know that he was just leading the way through all that. He was. He was awesome. He probably just... Tossed the bike, maybe kicked a wheel off it and drug it just to show him who's boss. I would have done that. Yeah. Also, the junior trophy team did had a pretty good showing as well. They had the fourth overall, so they were almost on the podium. And the team or can the possum. S- yeah, I, I just I went ahead and skipped over the fact that it says possum instead of podium, but you know, yeah, that shot my wheels off when I was scanning ahead while I was speaking. I was like. You have that inner dialogue while you're speaking, you're like, oh my god, I hope these words aren't coming out of my mouth right now, <laughs> scanning ahead, and there was a giant WTF that might have been visible over my head. We'll have to rewind the tape to see. Uh, the Junior Trophy team consisted of no furry woodland creatures. Uh, Ian Blythe, Cody Schaefer, Andrew DeLong, Corey Buttrick and who retired at the end of day five with a mechanical failure.
0: Yeah, I wasn't happy for that to happen to Buttrick, man. He was actually having a really, really good ride. He was uh, in gold medal contention, um, but then unfortunately he had uh, his bike seized up at the end of the fifth day, so that's really kind of where it ended for him. You mm-hmm. <laughs> can't really go on when your yeah. bike doesn't want to. Yeah, not a whole lot else
1: in the cards for you there. Yeah,
0: so... Finland, who was actually the home country, uh, won the ISDE, Spain got second, and then Team USA was third for the World Trophy team. Congrats to everybody, because obviously it sounds like this was a very, very tough ISDE. Everybody rode extremely well, and I'm glad to see that everybody came away safe, because it doesn't sound like there were uh, horrible amounts of injuries, just kind of everybody trooping along and making it through. So, it makes me look forward to 2012. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why I started getting my ankle checked out is because I hope to try to qualify for one of the club teams next year to go to the ISDE. So please, start getting your paychecks ready um, and even your checkbooks if you've got them because I'm going to have t-shirts here in the next couple months. So please be on the lookout for that. But regardless, we will still cover the great coverage of the ISDE next year, September, in Germany.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what happened in well, Washington? Well, on... Um Much closer front, not exactly around (laughs) the corner. Not close to us, really, but still much closer than Finland. Closer than Finland. Beerland. Yes. Yeah, that's not too hard to do. Beerland. Ah, well then you speak with words. Yes, thanks, buddy. Well, we had round two of the endurocross crank up, and not a big shock, but Taddy was out there killing it. Killing it. Taddy, uh, Cody Webb, and Graham Jarvis. Uh, all won their heat races to go straight to the main. Yeah. Um, and it just... we upset
0: him. <sighs> oh my gosh, Jordan. You're going to have to just speak up if you're upset with us.
1: You can't just throttle the mic like that. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, it happened. So okay. apparently
0: I made some noise on the mic, and I apologize to Jordan now on camera for that. So sorry. You apologize to me. Apologize to all your listeners that got to listen to that crap. Yeah, apparently I am learning how to be professional. It is very, very <laughs> long road to ride on. Um, okay, so we had uh, our top. We had pretty much three of our top five. That I'd call it. You could add Mike Brown and Jeff Aaron into the top five, and that would have been what, what kind of where I would call like our top five endurocross guys going in for contention after watching the uh, mm-hmm. endurocross uh, at X Games. Uh, and so, to have those three go straight from the main, you know, and Jeff Aaron was one of those people as well, Mike Brown had to contend a little bit later, uh, obviously shows that people are showing up on their game and they're ready to race some Enduro Cross. So, it was a good time. Yeah, you. Yeah. How'd the main
1: go? Well, I'll give you a, a couple of guesses. I don't know, but does it start with Polish? <laughs> yes. Yes, Polish rider, Taddy. Zuziak was killing it. Um... Taddy took the win obviously cuz that's normally the case. Yeah. Jeff Aaron in second and Cody Webb in third. Um there Taddy was just on a streak lapping all the way up to third place which yeah. I mean, I'm sure was an impressive sight to behold but probably didn't give you much of a feeling that there was a lot of contention for yeah. that lead when he's just rolling over everyone. Yeah, it, it but, definitely
0: has to be something that's kind of hard to swallow when you know you you feel like you're in contention to win, and then all of a sudden you're getting lapped, lapped by the guy that's actually excuse me by the guy that's actually winning. But um, from the lead, Taddy pretty much took off with it. He put the hammer down and just started working. Uh, we had Mike Brown, uh, Cody Webb, Jeff Aaron, and Graham Jarvis all kind of trying to you know go at it from the beginning. But it kind of took Mike Brown. Uh, Mike Brown kind of went out with a couple accidents, and we had Cody Webb and uh, Jeff Aaron going at it for a little bit, and that's kind of Their pace is kind of what allowed Taddy to really pull away. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, he was just moving. And he's been riding the 350, uh, Mm -hmm. not his typical two-stroke. So, be it a bike change, be it the guy's just on a mission, or maybe he's just been practicing, he has obviously still got it. So, Uh Graham Jarvis, who is like, he's won a lot of the, uh, the extreme enduros recently, has
1: not showed up for some of the enduro cross races, apparently. So... Hmm. I don't know. Well, all the big names did show up in Unadilla. Unadilla. Well, at Unadilla in New Berlin, New York. Yeah, so this and is so, what,
0: round nine of the Outdoor Series?
1: Yeah, round nine of the Outdoor Series after their two-week layoff, and going into it, we were wondering how everyone was going to come out of the little respite there, and uh, my hopes were not realized. <laughs> yeah, you. I would imagine that your
0: hopes were dashed a little bit by the... Uh, Performance by Chad Reed, it just seemed like, you know, and I think you pointed it out that he even mentioned it before Moto 2. Before the second Moto. Yeah, Yeah. just kind of mentally, it still wasn't there. Um, Yeah. So, I don't, we don't, I mean, we're not Chad Reed, we can't talk
1: much on it, so. I can't fault the guy, I mean, it's still, his horrible performance, he was still, huh, Top 10 in a national outdoor yeah, Oh motocross. my God, you were fourth overall. Oh, wow. Wow, that's horrible. But yeah, no, I, I obviously want him at the top of the podium because I want him to retake the lead. Yeah. And sw- swipe down if you the don't ginger win. ninja. But,
0: oh. uh, some of the things that are kind of sacred to uh, Unadilla is Gravity Cavity. So that was back, obviously. But I, I just felt it looked a little tame down this year. It just didn't seem as fun, and everybody didn't shoot out of it the way they used to. Um, and then they as well... Uh, the big drop-off and wall, screw mm-hmm. you, is now renamed to the wall, and I guess that's just to be a little bit more PC-based. Just
1: to, yeah, I guess it's trying to just appeal and to a broader audience and just kind of clean it up for all the kids at home. But you know what? If you have something like that, that's been in existence for that long I, you kind of expect it to stay
0: yeah what it is i know i just it, it's kind of funny that they've renamed it i guess on their own but you know we, we got to see guys like justin barsha who was on a 450 this year yeah. uh for i'm this sorry week. for this race yeah. and uh and then ryan villopoto who had his birthday i mean so yeah. those guys got to go ride on all this fun stuff be it called screw you or the wall yeah and uh and, and make it a good time
1: for all of us to watch so very appreciative for that and Villapoto actually on the new 450. Yeah, the oh, new right. KXF. Yeah, and
0: uh, it's that they said some stuff about like switching over that, switching over this, and I know they definitely said forks and shock. So yeah. obviously that's his, his personally tuned forks and shock. So it could be his 2011 engine in the 2012 frame with a lot of the 2012 geometry and not the new engine or it could be the new engine and I was kind of trying to understand their wordplay on that and never really got it so
1: yeah i didn't follow along as well on that either i didn't really grab the details but i just know that i remember them talking about going out and testing and you obviously don't usually change up bikes halfway through the year but everyone must have really had their feather underwear on about this damn bike because yeah (laughs) everyone was just like nope we want it let's go yeah yeah, and my my green fascination that does not help me. Yeah. When I or they see were just like, you
0: know what? We've already bought all this media, and we're going to be playing our commercial every yeah. thirty seconds on thirty seconds. So you're going to have to ride the bike.
1: Yeah. <laughs> damn it's it. like, listen, we don't know how to tell you this, but uh, even if we have to strap you to it, yeah, you're going to be on the damn 2012. So. Nope.
0: Yeah. Um. But so speaking of the Kawasaki's. Yeah. Overall, we didn't see. The sweep that we typically do see in the 250 uh class yeah it was overall the, wise we saw somebody the, sneak in there yeah it wasn't so, the
1: uh pro circuit uh showcase the sweep, theater the sweep thon yeah. we did see wilson
0: get the overall wilson did get his first Finally, one and one first yeah. overall congratulations to wilson he's been working very very hard for it his point lead is mm-hmm. coming to a good a good lead and then we saw Baggett with a second and a third, so he got second overall. Mm-hmm. And then Rat Trey was third, but he had a crash in the second moto, mm-hmm. and so he didn't come up as well. But that gave room for Tomac, who was riding awesome, to come away mm-hmm. with second place in the second moto for the 250s. So he mm-hmm. wound up with third overall for the
1: 250s on the day. So there's a lot going on, and was a yeah. lot of good riding. You can't really name that many times that you've looked back at the podium this uh so far this season and not seen it hasn't green. <laughs> been green for all three spots. And really on this in the second motto before Baggett worked his way up, it wasn't just the sea of green. I had to remind myself when I saw all these Hondas and everything running up in front when they're showing that coverage that no, they're not showing fourth or fifth place. They're <laughs> actually up in contention. I mean Wilson was Handling himself, handling up on it quite, uh, quite well, but yeah, uh, it uh, it still was, uh, still was different to see, and, and nice to see another <laughs> manufacturer actually. Yeah, sniffing I would, the I would agree.
0: and I think it's kind of funny that we've got to see now. It's it, what we're seeing is the the junior Honda team and the junior Kawasaki team is really seeming to kind of you know take. Obviously, the Kawasaki team is kind of really leading the charge. But the Honda team is really like the second kind of lights team that's really taking the charge Mm -hmm. underneath the 450 flags. Um, And we saw Justin Bogle, who just came away from a win at Loretta Lynn's, uh, do his pro premiere this weekend. And he did great with a sixth overall in the 250 class. Um, And there were times where you were talking about that sea of red kind of within that sea of green, that he was one of the riders in there, mixing it up with Vincent a little bit. We saw Han. Han had a couple problems a couple times. But... Great to see those guys in there mixing it up, Um, and we know that you know the way everyone's talked and the way the contracts have been paid out. Bogle's supposed to be somebody. Bogle's going to make a name for himself, so that's definitely one to look out for. Um, When it comes to the four fifties, this was definitely you know where we were interested to see. It's like off of this break, who's going to show up and who isn't, and um, it just it just seems that Chad Reed mentally still isn't there. Whatever he lost, either from that big wreck or from the points lead or whatever it is. It's kind of still messing with his head, and the cobwebs are still there, and he's still trying to shake it
1: out, and that's mm-hmm. kind of. It's I unfortunate, think. but I mean, yeah. that's uh, I share the same opinion. It looks to be an accurate assessment, and not that I want it to be, but it does seem to be the case. I, still, I mean, like we said, he did great for the weekend, yeah, fourth overall, overall fourth, so but
0: definitely can't. Uh, but know, that's not going to get really him back that. to the top. Yep, you're the, right. You, you got to win standards. races to win. Yeah. Um, the guys who were winning though, we had the Ginger Ninja in first twice, so one and one. For the overall. That's oh, kind of wow. the way yeah, I know our math is horrible, but that's easy to figure yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And then again we had Ryan Dungey, the other Ryan, two and two. So then he had second overall. Um and again, Barsha, Justin Barsha, who we said was riding a 450 first time this week professionally. Third three and, and third. And three. So yeah. obviously we had the ginger ninja, Dungey, and then Barsha, first, second and third for overall in the four fifty. There was a lot, a lot of good racing that went on here. Yeah. There was not just one person that came out and walked away with it, which would be Villapoto in this stance, and Dungey giving it up. Like Villapoto did seem to have things a little bit easier with a little bit better starts than everybody else, but, man, Dungey and Barsha both times. They had they it. Were, I, I,
1: they were racing. They were going after it. Racing. And then at the end of the last lap, when... Uh, Barsha and Dungey came together. That was uh, yeah. That was that was definitely uh, that was one of those moments. That was
0: almost emotional in that like for me. I know that may sound dumb, but it's just like this whole season so far. You know, this is our ninth race. We've eight races behind us. We've seen Dungey and Villapoto and Reed really fight for this lead and Mm -hmm. fight for this championship. And then to have Justin Barsha come in there and really just kind of like on a whim, not think his whole way through the situation. And almost take out somebody who is literally in, in the points yeah. chase. That's I get it. Ruben is racing, you know. But for him to just come in, you know, at the f- four rounds left to go, I just think that that is ve- very unprofessional,
1: unprofessional, irresponsible. So, and what added insult to injury was him running his mouth when being interviewed afterwards. Yeah. I hope to God that some of the folks at Honda got a hold of him and smacked him around. The problem being that him coming out in his 450 debut and doing that well... Yeah, somebody might start lighting a, a
0: candle under his ass as opposed to actually...
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard for them to carry much weight when they're sitting there shaking their finger at him when he was like, yeah, I rolled out and got third overall in my yeah. first 450 race. Suck it. So it's going to so. hopefully the words can kind of follow through and hit home.
0: Yeah. And by, by anything that we've just said, we do not think that Justin Barsha is a bad rider by any means. No. A guy oh can God, ride a motorcycle. Right. It is amazing to watch him do it. I just wish, personally, that he would have been a little bit less involved with racers
1: racing for the, at this point in the series for contention of the championship. Oh, absolutely. No, Barsha is unbelievable, yeah. and it's it was awesome to see him up there, and I love seeing oh, yeah. that Honda up there. He was ripping, dude.
0: Yeah. It's going to be good to see the rest of the season and how he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Locally, we did have a little bit more of racing going on because now things are starting to pick back up for us. And one of those was at t- the torn round six, which we said is a Trophy Club, Texas. Now, typically, give us give us a good breakdown. Typically, what Trophy Club is like? Dust
1: bowl, dusty, dusty. Yes. <laughs> well, this time of year, most places around here are, but that place especially because it's very sandy, just that real powdery sand. It's right right off the lake, and it. If it hasn't rained very recently, it is just going to be, there's going to be a cloud of dust that will kill 12 people. So, luckily
0: enough, speaking of the rain gods, Saturday or Friday night and Saturday morning, it rained for an umpteen number of hours, which came out of nowhere. I didn't even hear anything about it. So, everybody that woke up Saturday morning out at the Torn Race to go practice, they had epic epic terrain to go ride right on. Everyone said the track was perfect on Saturday by the time they got done riding on pra- uh, riding practice on Saturday. Um, they did say by 2 p.m. for the pro race on Sunday that it was pretty much hard packed and dry again. Slick oh, yeah. and dusty. But you can only ask for so much and at least they didn't have a complete dust bowl which we know could have been the out case,
1: outcome. So Yeah, that place can get pretty rough and I'm not shocked that a day and a half in that the trail was kind of clapped out again. But it's a uh, big picture. You know what? That turn. If there's someone that's going to have the rougher race, let it go to the pros.
0: That is a very good assessment, and I do agree as well. Speaking of some of the pros that were out there, we did have uh, two new names. Uh, one that's kind of not new to Texas, Josh Demuth. Anybody that races any kind of off-road or motocross in Texas knows of Josh Demuth and how well he's done within the state and without the state. Um, and then we had a guy by the name of John Short. I want to make sure I got that right. Yep. John Short. This guy, I honestly <coughs> had no idea who he was until uh, I showed, saw him show up on the pro results. Apparently, he is an uh, intermediate MX racer. He was actually at Loretto Lens. He raced in the schoolboy cl- school class and a couple other classes. So he, he has some talent when it comes to racing motorcycles. Um, it is it is not faint of heart for anyone just to go to Loretta Lynn's like you yeah. need to be able to ride, um, and so um, he obviously has some talent and he showed it when he came out and won the pro class uh, in his first off road race to so that I know of we've actually talked with them we're going to do a quick interview with them just to see more about what's going on um, with the kid but uh, kind of comes out of nowhere and just takes it it's it's
1: it's pretty cool to see yeah locally there are names that you expect to see. Hitting the podium, and it—it's not that we have the same folks every every weekend, but you usually don't have too many surprises. This one was just kind of out of left field.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like I—I—I shot a message to Josh Demuth trying to figure out. I'm like, hey, you
1: know, cool to see you at the torn race this weekend.
0: What's your plan? You know, you come? Are you trying to? Because typically he will do a lot of the torn races and a lot of the off road races because of the fact that he just wants to go race. He is preparing himself for either arena cross or supercross, and so that's typically where you see Josh Demuth really out doing the local series um, when it comes to the off-road side. So I'm trying to figure out like, what are you getting ready for? You getting ready for 2012 arena cross? But this John Short kid, you know, it's like maybe he just got off a lower of on a high. What's the next race, Dad? Can we go do? And boom, they had the rain. Let's hit up torn. Mm-hmm. Whichever way it worked out for him, the kid walked away with a little bit of money. So that's that's a good thing to see. Um, you want to talk about the way it kind of broke
1: down? Uh, yeah, Cameron Ishmael is the current torn port uh, points leader, and he had a better than normal uh, third place start. But battling from the get go with Demuth and Short, he had a yeah, he he kind of had a little bit of an uphill battle. Yeah. And we've talked about Cameron on here a million times. Obviously, fast, fast rider, but just wasn't in the cards with the other two out there. Yeah. Um, Ishmael had actually noted to us that running at that speed and in the heat, it just wore him out, and understandably. We had got a little bit of a break from the heat with the rain that rolled in, but it wasn't too long until it was right back up there and just humid as hell on top of it. Um, Once he let short around towards the end, and it was just going to hang on for third at that point yeah
0: um it did sound like too that you know after talking with cameron that cameron said that he was just giving it his all keeping up with demuth and having short kind of right behind him um and that he just did not feel 100 percent comfortable finishing off the race at that pace so that's understandable it let short around yeah. then he let short and demuth fight it out turns out that short gets around Demuth. short winds up with the win. demuth in second we got cameron ishmael in third that is a very respectable place oh, to yeah. finish and there were Good actually enough. a ton of names that showed up for this race, um, be it that the temperatures were 100 degrees, not 110 like it could have been, mm-hmm. a little bit of rain versus obviously none in months. So it turned out to be a really good weekend for Torn, and I'm glad to see that people showed up, especially we have a guy named John Short, mm. uh, new guy to the series, um, and then Josh Demuth. I mean, it's always good when Josh Demuth comes and hangs out. Everybody has a good time. Got, got, guy has more tattoos than
1: people are in Texas, so... Yeah, and I was actually, I was really happy that the weather worked out the way it did, though, getting that little bit of a break, because I was somewhat concerned about, with the heat that we had rolling out the last few weeks, I mean, we were well on our way it was, stre- yeah. to a, a new record for well, days they did, over 100.
0: They did cut the race. Um, mm-hmm. It looked like they only had about seven laps, and they were running about uh, just under 10 minutes, but so it looked like they cut it from the 90 minutes to, like, mm-hmm. 70 minutes, um, so they probably did cut it a little bit for the heat. I think that's where they kind of tried to make it up because I saw some people bantering about, oh, it's not a race if you do it X amount of minutes, and it's like, nah. no, no, it's a live,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, people live versus that. So there's, there you go. All right, what's coming up? Well, we have uh, Winter Set Iowa round seven of the OMA. All
0: right, so we got the next OMA that's race. The only, that's yeah. next weekend. And that's next weekend, so that'll be good to go. We got something to talk about there, but then we got. Two weeks away is where a lot of our big stuff is going to mm-hmm. come up.
1: So we've got the next outdoor
0: motocross, endurocross, and Torx, which is another one of our local series, which is their first comeback after the season break. So mm-hmm. uh,
1: the next outdoor is in Southwick, and so that'll be round ten. <laughs> Sand track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the endurocross they have round three in Indianapolis. Endurocross track. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue mm-hmm. the same way. And then the last one, like you mentioned, in at Rio Bravo in Houston, Texas. Thug we have life, track. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a bulletproof vest. Yeah, track. make sure yeah. you
0: bring your uh, spinners and your Kevlar vest.
1: Yeah, be a figure out that little spot in your um, enduro bag for the gun. Yeah, it's probably a good thing to do. It's Houston, folks. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Uh, I've
0: right. had to beer before. No, I'm good. All, All right. right, so those of you that have no idea what you're watching, we're Seat Time. Our site is SeatTime.co. That's where you can always come to find us uh, for any of our updates or any of our episodes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Seat Time and as well on Twitter at SeatTime underscore CO. There's all the ways you can get in touch with us online. There's all kinds of other fun ways, but you know we'd have to charge you for that. You don't want part of that. Um, so that's what's going on there. Um so we did episode thirty. Mm-hmm. I'm in a cast. Yeah, you're moving soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean you know why not. No. So that's part
1: of it. Mm. I guess that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, all right, kids. Mm. Well, thank you for joining us once again, and as always, uh, come back next week and join us for a pintful of awesome. Mm. The decision right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. What up? Scooter mobile.
1: Seat time bitches. All the real ballers have leg
0: scooters. (laughs) (laughs) Crutches is for suckers. (laughs)